0: Farmer's Insurance knows that when you're in the car and that song comes on... No, not that one. Ah yes, that's the one. You have no choice but to pull out your imaginary drumsticks and smash those cymbals and stomp on that kick pedal. Which unfortunately is also known as the accelerator pedal. And we covered it. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Click for more.
1: We are
0: Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers, Truck, Fire Insurance, Exchanges, and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
1: I know, you know, we know. Why? I know, you know, we know why you feeling my baseline feeling my feeling my baseline you feeling my
2: baseline you feeling you feeling my baseline good morning or afternoon if you're on the east coast and welcome in into Sant live you're watching that being said with george and myself sammy george this is sports on tap and this is episode 470 of that being said podcast welcome in george is making noise i'm i'm not making always, noise yet and uh
1: this is episode 470, and I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur, And I'm George George, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube.com slash Sports Episode brought to you by songshop.com. Visit S-O-N-T shop.com to get your best merchandise. And Sammy, can you tell uh, the fine folks at home what this is? This is Sports Radio redefined
2: welcome in uh, phil Ferry says hello eric urbans give us thumbs up and salvador vasquez says san marcos texas checking in always have people checking in from texas which i know nice i i like that i like when people comment from where they're from yeah, i know whenever you guys are watching comment where you're from it's good to know uh we got a lot of topics today we got nfl we have nba um we have college football baseball playoffs are about to start heating up mm-hmm. right now so there's a lot going on this is probably one of the busiest times mm-hmm. in sports but let's start off, George, with a couple NFL topics. Let's do it. Um, I'll let you take your pick. You want to start off tonight's game, or do you want to start with Eric Reed signing with the Carolina Panthers?
1: Uh, let's start with Eric Reed signing with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, this just goes to show that uh, as much as people want to complain about Colin Kaepernick not being signed, Eric Reed, who was alongside Colin Kaepernick for the San Francisco 49ers when he protested, gets a job because he's good enough to get a job. Uh, I was telling Sammy here before the show. Uh, I just use Cam Newton as an example because he's a Carolina Panther and Eric Reed's a Carolina Panther. If Cam Newton was the one who started these protests in the NFL during the national anthem, Cam Newton would still be an NFL quarterback, probably still be the Carolina Panthers quarterback, and still, and it would be, it'd still be a story that he did it, but he'd be still in the league. So I feel like it's with Eric Reed, they we realized, and he should, he's one of the best safeties in the league. He should have got a job a little, a long while ago. It shouldn't have taken this long. But if you're good enough, you're going to have a job to play. Yeah, I mean, no, you kind of acknowledged it at the end there, but I think
2: that's something that yeah, before you sh- – that should be a pre-statement to what you said because the real issue here, though, is also – I don't think Colin Kaepernick's being blackballed, for example, like a lot of people mm-hmm. do. But I do think Eric Reed, Reed was kind of blackballed because Eric Reed was actually maybe a top four or five safety in the league mm-hmm. at a young age. So it does show that there is some kind of some kind of blackballing towards Colin Kaepernick. But at the end of the day, if you're going to make a lot of noise, your skill set has to match or be
1: greater than that noise. Yeah, and or that's match. Kind of I big. think match is fine too.
2: Or match. I mean, yes and no. Uh, here's the thing. For example, when people want to take this as only as a uh, only as a race thing or as a uh, topic of whatever protesting. But you also look at other guys. I use Tim Tebow as an example all the time. He was kind of blackballed from the NFL because right. he was probably decent enough to have a back, a backup job. But his distraction of, oh my God, the fans are cheering for him, almost like Baker Mayfield, right? Baker Mayfield, uh, I was listening on Con show this morning, said he was top 10 in jersey sales already. Mm-hmm. He has this aura where everyone's tuning in, right? Tim Tebow had that. Tim Tebow was the type of guy that even if he was worse than the starter, if the starter makes one bad play, the crowd's going to be chanting for Tim Tebow. That's too much of a sh- distraction for the team, for a guy that's not good enough. True. And that's going to be the same thing if you sign a guy like Colin Kaepernick. If you have an average starter and you take Kaepernick as your backup, it's going to be a distraction in that sense for the people for him, and it's going to be a distraction for the people against him, and it's going to be a distraction for the media all over your team. So if you're not good enough, it's, it's not going to outweigh it. But at the end of the day, the Eric Reid situation still showed there was some type of like, eh, we're not going to sign you because you protested, and and that's what the Eric Reed situation proved, but then it later proved if you do have enough skill, you'll get an opportunity. Yeah, eventually. absolutely,
1: I th- and I feel like, I, I mean, I have no idea about anything about Eric Reed's negotiations. If he had offered other other jobs were offered to him, if he turned down other jobs for contract, I have no idea. All I know is he's got enough safety to play in the, this league, and I'm glad he got a job.
2: Yeah, well, he wasn't offered anything till now, according to his agent and according to what, you know, a lot of the news was. Uh, I just think it's really cool that the Panthers signed him if he's ready to play and he's good enough to play. I I just also think it did show. It's weird that it took four weeks for Eric Reed, a guy who could be a top 10 safety in the NFL, and he's young. I'm pretty sure he's like, he's in a. He's
1: like 26, 27. He's 26 years
2: yeah. old, and it took. It took four weeks, five weeks into a season, almost to—I mean, plus training camp and stuff. It took like two months to sign him, which is really wrong in that sense. Which, which shows it's not like a black ball. I think that's the wrong word that a lot of people try to use, and I—I I used it earlier. It's more of a the truth of. If you're a distraction, you're a distraction. Right, and I that's mean, true at any company. A
1: hundred percent. I mean, look at Des Bryant. Des Bryant never protests, but he's a distraction. And you telling me that Des Bryant can't have a job in this league? But sometimes, if you're a distraction and you're gonna bring, whether it's negative media or good media into a uh, locker room, into an organization, some teams just want to avoid that at all costs. Yeah, you don't want.
2: The guy that's just going to literally have the quotes in the newspaper every single day, exactly. When it's not needed for your team, but at the end of the day, I say kudos to the Panthers for signing Eric Reed. Um, I'm very interested to see if he will protest or not. And I know a lot of people like Malcolm but- or Malcolm uh, Jenkins does the like fist a mm-hmm. lot. I know a lot of people do the, the hold up the fist. I'm wondering if Eric Reid's going to be doing that, because in his signing paper, he held up the fist. Is he going to take a knee? Have people been taking a knee this year? Because they haven't uh, been
1: broadcasting, right? I think a couple of Miami Dolphin players took a knee week Kenny one. Kenny Stills does, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so, but I'm not quite sure. And, I mean, I, I'm just surprised we're in year three of this conversation now. <laughs> yeah, I really am. It's been... I thought it'd be a one-year thing, then last year, and now it's been three years. It's pretty it's pretty remarkable how long it's lasted. I think it would have stopped if Colin Kaepernick got a job, actually. So that's where I think the NFL made a
2: mistake short-term. Long-term now, you can't give him a job because it'll just continue the right. conversation. But short-term, the mistake was, like, oh, we're not signing Colin Kaepernick because of the distraction. I think if, an, if a team just signed Colin Kaepernick at that time— mm-hmm. The conversation could have ended way faster Because he would have just been on a team If it just kept happening It would have just kept happening And if it stopped, it would have stopped But I think the whole It brought out the uh, the woke people When he didn't get signed To say, oh, I, I live my whole life for social justice I right. do everything for social justice and rights Even though never talked about it in their lives Never right. heard I even have friends Never heard you talk about social justice in my entire life But of course, the minute Colin Kaepernick doesn't get signed We all become woke Exactly. And it's like, and, oh, I'm a social justice warrior. He's not signed. This is racism. This is blackballing. This is prejudice. And so it's and like this comes out of nowhere. And now I'm wondering, you know, if he was just signed, would everyone be like, okay, the protest is good. Cool.
1: Right. And I just wish we would see more. I want to make sure I say this the right way and move off of this topic that I wish we could see more during the offseason of players being more active on social media and putting themselves out there for social justice that they're trying to fight for rather than just during the season hearing about it again because during the off season we don't hear too much now I'm not saying they don't do anything in the behind the scenes I'm just saying I wish we'd see more or more like we saw what the Chicago Bears did as a team the other day with that video we were speaking about like there's I feel like okay we get, the whole entire protest thing okay made an impact but I don't know if it's still making an impact today Yeah,
2: they, they actually do more than I, what you're saying they actually do in the off season. I mean, all these players that have protested, have charities in the off season. like, for example, the Mal- Malcolm Jenkins, him and Anquan Bolden, because Anquan Bolden's uh, cousin got shot mm-hmm. in the drive-by and, and by, or was shot by a cop, I mm-hmm. think, and killed. I mean, he was innocent in this case, whatever it was. They have foundations that they talk about all the time on their social mm-hmm. media, but this goes back to the woke community. They only make big topics out of what they want to make big topics right. of. And of course, fighting against the, the NFL is a way cooler topic for woke people to tweet about, okay, talk about in the media, than to talk about the actual good actions that are happening outside of football that's fair. or outside of the NFL topic. So they are doing. I've seen so many foundations by these NFL players on Twitter and being, you know, and getting way less publicity than like even a protest. When it's like the funny thing is the foundations should get more publicity than the protest because the foundations are what actually makes the change. Fair enough. But media talk for that, what media wants to talk about. A couple comments Joel says Rams will win by 10 plus. Very possible. Ronald Muras says Vikings lose 35 to 17 uh Samuel michael says boy what's the spread tonight and great flack on alonzo video by the way
1: oh, thank you check <laughs> it if you haven't seen that check out our social media page i think it's like a few posts ago you guys will
2: all love it Michelle Mugina says hello with
1: a wave, and Joel says, "I think the spread is Ram six and a half. Is it? It's Ram seven according to Vegas Insider. Uh, depends where you look. Depends on where you look. Uh, we, should, we should be looking at my We should be looking at mybookie.ag, and you should uh, probably go to mybookie.ag and use promo code SONT on your first deposit where you get a hundred percent cashback bonus uh, up to a thousand dollars. That guess, was a that was a handoff right there. You see, how I did yeah, that. It is minus that, seven. It's minus seven. It's yeah. Did you like that? I took that handoff pretty well. Oh, I think yeah. I ran for. That's uh, kind
2: of was my point. Like, yeah, just throw it in there.
1: I think I ran for a first down, mm-hmm. maybe a touchdown, maybe a touchdown. Okay. Um, see, the thing with this game, I really believe the Rams. The Rams aren't going to go sixteen and zero. I don't believe. I mean, the Rams are really good, and I think that this is more of a spot for the Vikings. It's a must-win game. I like the Vikings tonight. Now, I don't know if I like them to win the game, but I'm definitely taking them to plus seven. I think that's a lot of points. And I want to pick the Vikings to win, but it's so hard. I I can't foresee a team like the Vikings that's probably top three most talented teams in football starting off their season one, two, and one. I just can't see it. Now, that's a bad way to look at things sometimes. We're like, oh, they have to win one game, right? But how how do you feel?
2: I feel like the Rams are going to win. But if there's one, here's the thing, the Rams, I know everyone's been talking about, like, could the Rams go 16-0? No. If you look at their schedule, first of all, let right. me just get to that, and then I'm going to transition this. They're not going to go 16-0 because they're going to lose some games here and there. They play next week at Seattle after mm-hmm. this Viking game. At Denver, never an easy game. Okay, forget, I'm going to tell you the hard games. Yeah. They play against the Packers. They play in New Orleans. They play against the Chiefs at home. Yeah, they play cool. at Chicago yeah. later in the year. Philadelphia comes to them later in the year. They're, they have a solid six to eight games that are tough. And most teams do not just win all eight tough games.
1: That's a good point. This could be one of the
2: losses, though. And the reason why is what you said. It's a stupid theory, but I agree with it is, well, they kind of need to win. <laughs> I know. Like, it's a dumb theory. It's a horrible theory. But like it kind of works out sometimes where like a team knows this is a must win for us. And the other team comes into it saying we're three, and zero, like we're better than this team. And the team that
1: honestly, I think the
2: the Vikings could be just as good as the Rams anyways, and I think their mindset is going to be more in desperation mode. Especially twin. after
1: how they lost to the Bills last
2: week. Yeah, like They were looking ahead, obviously, to this. Yeah, and they're going to make a statement. And I think right now, if you look at this, defenses are pretty even, but I would give a slight edge maybe to the Vikings, but they don't have...
1: Well, you have to give a slight edge to the Vikings today because of the Marcus Peters and uh, Talib's out. Tlaib. But
2: also, they lost their uh, they lost uh, Everson, Everson Griffin. Yeah, he's out. Who might be their best defensive player as True. well. Um, but then I, I take this situation better running back. I would go obviously with the Rams right now. Better quarterback, Kirk
1: Cousins. I, I'm gonna go Jared Goff. I think's better right now. Today, so far this year, I think he's better and he's been having a better season. I, he's playing some great Let's football. Let's look at their stats. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Let's because I, I mean, in my opinion, Kirk Cousins is a far better quarterback right and now. And I saw Kirk. someone ask while we're doing that what the over under is on this game. Forty eight, I, mean, I think. Yeah, I think forty eight is the over.
2: Kirk Cousins has more passing yards, more touchdowns, and one less interception, or same same amount of interceptions. Quarterback rating. I don't – I'm looking at Quarterback up. rating, 111 to 98 All right, to uh, Goff. But, I mean, they're
1: both
2: – completion percentage? It's 2% less for Kirk Cousins, but does that – I mean, that's not much of a difference. No. I have both of them right here. Yeah, okay. Know. Oh, you yeah, have both. Okay, yeah. I only have Goff up. Literally, it's – Goff is 70%, 941 yards, five touchdowns – or, sorry, six touchdowns, two picks – while Kirk Cousins is 68.3%, but 965 yards, seven touchdowns,
1: two picks. Yeah. But yeah, so, and Goff has it. been playing. I mean, Goff played in three games where they blew out teams, too. So we haven't really seen. First of all, we haven't seen him under pressure. And number two, we haven't seen him under uh, when he has to actually throw the ball.
2: A lot. Yeah. He's played the Chargers, the the Cardinals and the Rangers. Right. So I'm so, going to give the edge right now to Kirk Cousins. Just on the year so far, after having to play the Packers, at least was a tough game. And he that was mm-hmm. his best game so far. Um, And in general, you're a little higher on Kirk Cousins than I am. Well, in In general, he's had a – I mean, if we're just like – I just feel like he's obviously better like today. He might not be by like next year, but like today, if you had a playoff series, I feel like you're in better hands of Kirk Cousins who's had, you know, five, six years NFL experience and playoff experience than Jared Goff. And systems make a big difference. Like you could say Jared Goff is – part of this system while Kirk Cousins is his first year in the system and he's matching his statistics that kind of gives you a little something in and, and Kirk Cousins has uh, I've said this many times but he's in I can't remember the it's like eight guys in history that have had like four or three consecutive 4,000 yard seasons mm-hmm. which is like Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers Drew Brees uh, and like a couple mm-hmm. other great right but like one kirk thing cousins. with
1: i think kirk cousins and this is a knock on him and and i you can take these stats any way you want but going into this season kirk, and i don't know how this year they're what one one and one so it, it depends i guess um want to oh know for so now he's four and 20 against teams with 500 or better records in his career and that's better for, than matt stafford yeah i know <laughs> it is better than matt um, stafford
2: here's the thing also we have to remember this Redskins team was not very good for a lot of the years he was there. They had no offensive line for a couple of years. They had an awful defense for a couple of years. No premier running back for a couple of years. And he was throwing for 4,000 yards and got him to the playoffs once um, the whole record against 500 plus teams. And I talk about this with Matt Stafford and I would expect you to not like use that as an argument. Cause you always say Matt Stafford is really good regardless of his record. Oh, yes. So I'm, my thing is, That always, and I think we heard a talk about this with Dak Prescott yesterday too, about like people always try to just put everything on the quarterback, and that's not how it works. You see Russell Wilson, a Super Bowl winning quarterback right now, Mm -hmm. when your team is really bad around you, it changes the whole scope of the team. Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, is one and two this year right now because the team is so much worse than it was. Aaron Rodgers is having trouble winning games because he's hobbling. He has a bad offensive line. The team around him is not very good. Um, We see a lot of quarterbacks. We saw Cam Newton, who was an MVP quarterback two years ago, have a bad season because the team around him wasn't as good Mm -hmm. and they didn't produce. We've seen this many times. So my thing is great quarterbacks. There's only two or three of them. Right. Mm -hmm. But all the rest of the guys, I feel like. They can't make or break a winning season for a team. Jared Goff, if he was on the worst team in the NFL, they're not
1: winning 10 games. Probably not. He was a number one draft pick overall for a reason, and that's why I'm not saying I don't like Kirk Cousins. I just like Jared. I think Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. What, what does he do better right now, though? That's what he I'm. He throws wondering. the ball better than Kirk Cousins. That's probably part of quarterbacking. He wins more games than Kirk Cousins. He, I mean, overall, this year, he hasn't had to throw the much. ball better. Yeah, yeah he that's does. Yeah. That's why he got picked number one in the draft. That doesn't matter. Oh, Tom, right.
2: Okay, so Tom Brady doesn't throw the ball as no, good as Tom, anybody drafted no, before him. No,
1: of course not. I, no, Tom, that's how it works. No, you're because drafted, Tom, Tom, Brady, Tom Brady got better as his career went on. And, and Jared Goff. And Kirk lied. Cousins
2: did not, you're saying. Kirk Cousins He started off as a bench player that found his way to become a hundred million dollar guy that's the highest like paid guaranteed contract of all time.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean I'm just telling you, I feel like that Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, but I think they're about in the same like tier of quarterbacks. I I mean it's like picking vanilla. Ice that's cream, exactly what I said. They're yeah. the
2: same, but one has way more experience right now, which kind of makes you a better quarterback, in my opinion. You have way more experience and you've done it for longer, I'm going to stick with the guy that's had to deal with bad teams and has showed up. Then the guy that, to be honest, Jared Goff was awful year one, right? Yeah. And then year two is good because the team was, this, he's also, we got to remember about Jared Goff and this Rams team, which is why I'm going to take the Rams tonight. This team is, even without Peters and Tlaib, this is one of the most the most star-studded teams we've seen in the world. Right, it's time. definitely a Los
1: Angeles team. Like, yeah. It feels like an LA team. And this is more,
2: I know we had that super team in Philadelphia at one point, this is like this team's a better star-studded yes. team than that team. Even with those injuries, I'm sure they're going to be fine. The only big difference tonight is we're talking about a, We're talking about the Rams missing Peters and Talib, and they're going against Stealin and Diggs. That's going to be a tough matchup yeah, that for whoever's covering. Yeah,
1: that is a tough matchup for whoever's covering them. But I guess we'll find out. I, I actually think the Vikings win tonight. If I Like, I really do. I told you that I was thinking – they need this game. This is a huge game for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I think they win. I would take them plus, plus seven, seven just because it's going to be a good game. And obviously, as we just discussed, I think Kirk Cousins is the better quarterback. So I think in a game like this, he might be able to – I I just think he's gonna be able to keep them in the game, just like he did in in Green Bay against against Aaron Rodgers. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do it this time. And that Buffalo game, I'd probably say is a wash in general Mm because that shit happens, right? Like, my thing is, I'm not, I don't know what the fuck happened against Buffalo in general for the whole team. I mean, even the fact that they gave up the defense gave up twenty what twenty seven points in the first
1: half. Well, I mean, a lot of them were off. Like, I think there's one what fumble recovery for a touchdown by the Bills. I think. Maybe, I, yeah. But, yeah, but anyways, yeah.
2: whatever happened was awful, right? And right. that's a that's a situation for me where that's probably not going to happen again. To this Vikings team, and I, I almost put that as a wash for them. I'm not going to use that for right now. I'm not going to use that to consider what they're going to win or lose in this season, just because I feel like that just happens. Like I'm not going to use the a- a- six everyone. to
1: nine win win of the Titans over the Jags against and, the Jags and say that the Jags are not as good as the Titans. Yeah, so, you know, it's just they're fine. Stuff like this happens. It's like they say a- any given Sunday. And, you know, the funny thing is before that Vikings and Bills game, I was listening to a couple, uh, you know, radio shows, t- you know, previewing all the games. And they were talking about, you know, oh, any given Sunday, except the Bills and the Vikings, the Bills are going to get blown out. There's no chance for them. So it's kind of funny. Like they people say any given Sunday and then all of a sudden, oh, no, but except this game. And that's the game where the other team actually <laughs> ends up winning.
2: I-, I said you never know on this show, but it was just a joke.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you said never know because, yeah, you never know. You never but know. You didn't it was a think, joke. Maybe you didn't think
2: that, that the Bills were going to win. It was actually a joke. I said, you never know. And I guess it turned out to be. You're right. right. You never know. You never know. Uh, Joel says, oh, I reread that. Sorry. Joey Ballard said, what about the over-under? And Joel said it was forty eight and a half. I would probably take the, uh, I might have to actually take, like, I might have to take the over. I could see like a twenty-one to twenty-eight type of game. I
1: can see a 27, twenty-seven, twenty-one. And I have to say exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, that wouldn't. You can't have exactly. It's forty-eight and a half. No, I know. <laughs> but like, exactly under forty-eight and a half. But like, I don't know. I, I, I always tend to like to lean the, lean the under, especially on primetime games. On over a short week, the offense doesn't get as much time as to prepare, and the defense sometimes also doesn't get as much time. to prepare. Yes, but the defense usually doesn't. You know, the defensive game plans usually week to week are not identical, but there's less adjustments on the defensive game plan. But overall, I strongly uh, disagree
2: with that. There's uh, not uh, less adjustments on the defensive end. There is more different. There are way more different offenses. The defense has to change in order to stop the offenses.
1: Yeah, but when you have a defense, there's not a thousand different
2: players on. I I mean, that's it, fine. Just like but you said, you said the other day like, "Oh, Baker Mayfield can't play on Thursday because they wouldn't throw him in a short week." Uh, that was obviously not true. Like he comes in and plays fine. I mean, we're there's the same amount of preparation for both teams on a short week, and it's the same deficit for I feel like for both teams on a short week.
1: All right, that's fair. I'm, but you disagree with that, but I, I believe in that. So I'm going to continue my point. My point is, since the defense has less time to, has more time to prepare overall, because there's less defensive plays in a game. You know, the defense usually has their sets. They don't have as many different types of blitzes as an offense has different plays to run against defenses. I feel like the defense usually comes to play on these short weeks a little bit better. And the offense takes a little more time to click, so that's why I tend to like the under in these situations in general.
2: What's the most important position in football? Uh, quarterback. The quarterback. Yeah. And
1: the defense's job every single
2: week is to figure out how to stop the opposing quarterback, and that's the same amount of adjustments. as An offense has a style. It's the same thing. They both have their deficits for not being able to run this certain offense like against that defense, and the defense has to find a way to adjust their defense against that quarterback or that run game. It's the same thing. The Vikings have a short week to figure out Jared Goff, their passing attack, and co- Todd Gurley, I think it's the same deficit as often offense trying to figure out how to play mm-hmm. against Minnesota's defense. I mean, it, it, I think it goes exactly both ways.
1: That ain't fair enough.
2: Omar said, it's hard to say on any given Sunday, but it's hard to choose. I can go either way. Which quarterback plays elite will come out victorious? What quarterback will play better under pressure? Both teams have very talented defenses. This game is like, the, um, it's like two almost identical teams when it mm-hmm. comes to like Good
1: offenses, but defense first. Yeah. Right? Like- oh, absolutely. I mean, actually, yeah, you're right. They're two teams built very similarly, except on the coaching side of things. One's an offensive coach. One's a defensive coach. But overall, I mean, two steady quarterbacks that can make a lot of plays. Two teams with good wide receiver corps, good defenses. Um, yeah, but It is. These are two teams that are kind of built like each other.
2: Well, yeah. Rams have a little bit of a run game, while Vikings have a little better receiving corps. Yeah. And it kind of evens out. They both... Are dominant on defense and, and steady quarterbacks, like you said. So I feel like it's going to be an interesting game. We are watching two of the top ten teams for sure. I mean, I don't know how it's all going to play out by the end year. You never know. We say Rams could go sixteen and zero. They could also go eleven and five. For all you right. know. So but I'm pretty certain we're watching probably two top 10 teams at least.
1: Yeah, and even if the records don't show it at the end of the year. I mean, a lot of times like for the Vikings with, you know, they start off what now? 1-1 in 1-1 in 1. If they lose this game, they go 1 and 2. They play Green Bay a few times, they play Chicago, they play Green Bay already once. You never know what their record actually ends up at the end of the season, but you can't deny that they have top 10 talent. Yeah, they
2: both and do. They, they both they both make playoffs, most likely. Jordan Bermond said, Rams are giving up too much against the run, despite having Sue and Donald in the middle. Huge weakness. That's interesting.
1: I, they are, but you have to also realize what, what the Rams are doing. They've gotten up a lot of points during uh, – you know, early on in games this season. So they're playing a very soft defense, which kind of, and playing against the pass more. When you're up 30 to nothing, 30 to 13, 30 to three, whatever their scores are, they've had a lot of games where they're up by a ton of points. And you go into that prevent defense. So you can actually get a lot of chunk yardage on the run against them. So teams have been taking advantage of that playing a soft defense.
2: Yeah, but teams, when they're down by that much, actually pass the ball more than they
1: run the ball. Right. So but sometimes- a lot of the running stats are
2: probably coming from earlier in the game. Where they actually had a better pass defense. Uh, this is why I, I mean, Atib Khalib and uh, Marcus Peters were probably a huge portion of why the pass game was shut down more and the run game was doing a lot better. Um, also, and Donnica Sue is extremely overrated in my opinion. So,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't like Sue, but I mean, he's he's probably still an elite level defender. But I he's overrated. He's probably-
2: Every team he plays for, they don't do as well.
1: All right, fair enough. That's how yeah. I see
2: defensively. I mean, my thing is. I don't think it has to do with the end of the game blowouts, actually, because at the end of the game blowouts, teams are tending to pass a lot more. You even look at Mm -hmm. David Johnson with the Cardinals when they were blowing out the Cardinals. They were passing the ball like I think they had like 60 passes. All the runs came earlier in the game when they were trying to get the run game going, and then they stopped running the ball. I feel like that's kind of what happens when teams are getting blown out.
1: Yes, but I don't I think my point was a lot of times Sammy what happens is they have the defense in a prevent and it's second and seven and they see it and they audible into a run and they give up been given up chunk play. So I don't know when when there's a I feel like you really find out how much a run defense is good or bad during close games. That's how I feel. But they could have a bad. They might have a hole in there. That's yeah, he it. didn't say he didn't say it's a bad or
2: good run defense. Right, I'm just he's saying, saying they're giving up too many yards. That's right. not we weren't talking about if they're good or bad. We know they're decent that like they're they're a good run defense in general, but he's saying they're giving up too many yards. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not saying they're bad. Um
1: what's your final conclusion? Um, I'm gonna take the Vikings plus seven. I wanna take them to win the game, but it's gonna be a really close game. I think it can go either way. I'll I guess I have to – I'm going to go with the Vikings tonight because I think they really need it. I don't think the Rams are going to go undefeated anyway.
2: Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings plus seven, but I, I, I don't know if I have a conclusion yet on who I think is going to win just because it, 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 it is the theory of, well, there is a chance that they need this game more. but then There's also the theory of possibly, man, the Rams might just be better. They might be the best team in the NFL. But I would take – I would definitely go with the plus seven is all I know.
1: All right, fair enough.
2: We have some NBA topics today. All right. We have a uh, Kevin Durant is talking about uh, people are not voting for him for defensive player of the year because of just pure hate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find that to be funny because I feel like this guy has like a little bit of a lack of self-awareness. Right. And like, you know, the fact that early in his career or early with moving into golden state, he did not understand why people thought it was a soft move. And, I've always said, you know, that's no problem. Do what you got to do. I I respect his decision. Like as a basketball player, he wants to go play at Golden State win championships. You did what you did. But I don't understand how he was ever confused why people wouldn't totally respect it. Not respect it, but, you know, put him like above LeBron while he's playing on the Warriors. Or make him the MVP while he's on the Warriors. Or make him the defensive player of the year while he's on the Warriors. And I just find it funny that he actually thinks it's out of pure hate where... Well, not necessarily. I mean, I feel like everybody in the sports world talked about he was a far improved defensive player. Right. We
1: all talked about it. Yeah, he was a very improved defensive player. But I have a question for you: if you, if let's just say LeBron James right came out and said, "Oh, I don't understand why people aren't voting for me for MVP. I feel like it's out of jealousy," to say, would you support that? That jealousy. I, I'm just giving an example. Jealousy to say he says it's hate. Like, I feel like we are getting to the point where anything Kevin Durant says, we kind of attack him and say, oh, my God, he's sensitive. Well, LeBron James the other day goes out and says, oh, I don't have to earn the respect of the fans of the Lakers and kind of laughs it off, but it's LeBron, so it's okay. Like, I, I feel like we – and I don't like either one of them, like, kind of being petty about this because they're the two best players in the world.
2: See, they just said two opposite things. If Kevin Durant said, I don't need the respect mm-hmm. of the stupid awards, mm-hmm that'd be the exact same thing that LeBron said. And we'd all be sitting here right now saying it's because Katie says weird shit while other players in the NBA don't say weird shit. I mean, you look at like James Harden, right? He doesn't go out. He didn't go out the two years. He didn't win MVP. And mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, just people are haters. They're so jealous of me. That's why I haven't won the last two years. He didn't say shit. Did Russell Westbrook say shit when he wasn't winning MVPs? Even when he won, he wasn't saying I should get more really kevin durant's the only guy that first of all which is a good thing but he says what he actually feels which a lot of players don't but what he actually feels is sometimes uh is is sometimes like i feel like has no self-awareness to it like you don't understand why people would be against you for going going to golden state Mm -hmm. well that should be a pretty obvious thing that like people thought it sort of ruined the nba And I don't understand why people all try to make things like you just did uh, the the classic, let's turn KD into a LeBron situation. No, these are different situations. What we're talking about is Kevin Durant, who joined the greatest team of all time, and he was the second best player in the NBA. So yeah, it is weird for him to come out and not understand why he's not getting more awards. And I feel like it's it's not bad that he thinks he should get more awards. It's just I I find
1: it funny that he doesn't understand why you he, think does he doesn't understand, or you think he just talks. Like we ask our athletes to be authentic, and as soon as we're, they're authentic, we get it is hate. Like honestly, why doesn't he get awards? Because it's hate. It really is, if you think about it. No. You don't uh, think the reason he doesn't get a, uh, what? Media people, writers
2: don't vote for him for defensive play of the year because they hate him.
1: No, they hate the, they hate the Warriors. They don't want to give the Warriors. How no, the Warriors built. have given media members more money and more jobs. It right. makes it more
2: storylines. Yeah. I, just I think, think he doesn't get it because it's quite obvious that if you do the second best player in the NBA and you join the best team ever, the best record in the history of the NBA in the entire history. Yeah. It's going to be hard I think, to stand out now when you just joined a back-to-back MVP, you joined the best team of all time, it's going to be really hard, I think, to get that extra notice. Like, oh, you're the MVP. You're the defensive player of the year. That's not hate. That's Like I said, I always thought LeBron was decent enough to win a defensive player of the year earlier in his career. And
1: I think he didn't win one because of hate for the Miami Heat and the way the Miami Heat were built. I don't think it was hate,
2: personally. That's not hate. I think it's reality. LeBron was on super duper team in miami mm-hmm. so i i think that makes everyone's job easier first and foremost right i think that makes everybody's job easier first and foremost and i think that makes your defensive jobs a lot easier when you have a chris Bosch on your team a Dwayne wade on your team you have shane Battier, you pick up for defensive uh reasons right you get all these players that fit your mold it is you know it is easier to to be good at defense in that situation that's why i think lebron never won one that's why i think Kevin Durant never won one, and honestly, and that's why I feel like a lot of the superstar players. I think the only superstar in the last what like ten years,
1: is maybe Kawhi Leonard. That's mm-hmm. one one outside of that. It's been like the Draymonds, Marcus Alds, Dwight Howard won a few, but and he was a superstar, but he was a superstar due to his defensive rebounding, more than his yeah.
2: scoring. But and that's where I just don't think a guy that is on a super team, and that's including LeBron, uh, I don't think you're gonna get these Defensive Player of the Year awards because there's so much talent around you. I do see a comment about MVP. Um, MVP was... it's it's The the tough thing with MVP, I feel like, is Mm. it really should go to the best player of the year every year, but it doesn't. And I think it does sometimes. And it's a kind of a cycle, right? Like, I feel like... LeBron obviously could have won MVP all four years in Miami, right? And, he, and I think he should have. Yeah, but he only wins two because it, that's kind of just a cycle. And when you're on a super team, which LeBron's been on a lot of great teams, it it's hard, I feel like, numbers-wise and just situationally to give MVP to these players. And I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing. I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing that Kevin Durant doesn't get Defensive Player of the Year. I'm just saying when you're on a great team like LeBron, like KD, like uh, – Like, James Harden, he's going to have trouble, I think, winning another MVP if he has Chris Paul and Carmelo and they all play good. Right. It's going to be hard when you have three stars on the team. Like, LeBron, if Kuzma and Ingram become all-stars this year or they sign another star, yeah, it's probably going to be hard to get recognized as, like, wow, you're the most valuable because you're putting in all that I don't know you're doing everything for the, i feel like that's what these awards are kind of like oh you're doing it all which it's, it might not be right but it is what it
1: yeah is. i mean maybe hate is not the exact right word but there is some sort of envy or uh, jealousy or don't want to recognize the best because the situations easy. i don't know what the exact word is but there if Kim durant was the best defensive player in the year in the league last year which i don't think he was if he was, he probably wouldn't have won the award. LeBron was the def- best defensive player multiple times in the league. He never won the award, and I think fe- I feel like that's wrong. And maybe Kevin Durant goes about saying things the wrong way, but I feel like we've gotten way too far on the side lately as media. Is everything that Kevin Durant says, we have to jump on him and say he's being either a baby, weird snake. Uh, like I, I get it. Like people don't like his move to Golden State, but he, like it's really not. I mean, this is the world we live in. I mean, he went to Golden State, and it, frankly, he probably made the right move for his career. And I know you're not arguing that he didn't, but it's at the, some time we have to get over this fact that I, I, I feel like we the media and Durant's kind of playing to it. It's like picking on Kevin Durant. No, okay. Uh, read, th- I'm going to read
2: this comment from Omar because this is exactly the point where it's if you're going to speak and just say shit. Then yeah, you're gonna get some hate. And no, people don't hate on everything he says. If he goes out on a press conference in playoffs and speaks, nobody there was no hate in the playoffs when he just say regular things at a press conference. But this is exactly my point. He said, I can't take Durant seriously. It's not hate at all. He's a third best player on his t- third best defensive player, which is true. Clay Thompson might be a better defender. Actually, mm-hmm. is a they like Clay Thompson is known as a lockdown. He's like. Yeah. He's probably a better wing defender than Kevin Durant. Yeah. And Draymond Green is defensive player of the year. He's maybe top 10 in the league. Saying he's barely a top 5 player in the league would be hate. And nobody ever says KD's not a top 5 player in the NBA. Nobody ever says right. KD shouldn't be, you know, considered as maybe even the best player in the league. Right. I consider him really close now. Like a step away if, if and maybe if he wasn't on the Warriors and I was he was able to have more shots and more maybe he would have been surpassed LeBron already, mm-hmm. you know, but He's in a situation where he kind of gets less uh, less opportunity to just ball out, right. you know. But th- to me, what Omar said is kind of the point with Kevin Durant. It's not hate when you're not even the second or third, maybe best player, best defensive player on your team, and you're talking about how it's hate that you're not getting Defensive Player of the Year awards. That is when people are just irrationally speaking out. That'd be like, you know what? I love when our players speak out, right? Mm-hmm. But. I don't need you saying like, I don't need LeBron tomorrow being like, I can't believe I'm not winning defensive
1: player of the year right now. It's like, well, come on, dude. Like, obviously you're not. Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I just, I kind of just disagree with that. I think whatever Kevin Durant says, people are hating on Kevin Durant. People don't like the Warriors. People don't like that they keep winning. They don't like Kevin Durant anymore because he made a, as you would call it, a soft move. I I don't, but that's what you call a soft move. And I just think that we've gotten to the point. It doesn't matter what Kevin Durant says. I'm not worried about I disagree with him. He shouldn't be a defensive player of a year award. But I feel like whatever Kevin Durant says, he's getting criticized now. That's how I feel.
2: Obviously, he's not because these interviews um, probably have 30 minutes of content, Mm -hmm. and he says one statement that gets criticized because he – finds a way to always say something criticizable. And the rest of the 28 minutes of these interviews don't have criticizable stuff. He's been on podcasts where there's been clips that, you know, he says one kind of ridiculous thing. And there's been podcasts that he's been on that didn't bring out any bad press. Well, I, I mean, mean like, that's got- the thing. So it's like some people, if you're going to express yourself more, you got to realize too that you're going to get some hate for saying some stuff that's a little outlandish. That's like saying... Uh, I don't know. Everybody has situations where they say some outlandish stuff. Everybody in the media has clips where they say outlandish stuff. Everybody, LeBron's had clips where people have been like, come on, man. Like when he's laughing at after the finals, I think two years ago, and he said, I'm the the greatest player in the world, so I'm not worried about it. And some people laughed at that, even though maybe he was the greatest player in the world. But Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like as an athlete, you say some stuff that is kind of ridiculous and – you just got to deal with the media hate and i just feel like it's funny of durant cuz i do feel like he's a little unselfaware with the fact that it is harder to get recognized when you're on the greatest team of all time and i'm not hating on him for that i honestly think kevin durant is far beyond the second best player in the nba and i know a lot of people might say like oh maybe anthony davis maybe this guy i think it's clear cut lebron kd and then everybody else but but to say that to say that he should get more looks at defensive player of the year. I strongly disagree just because I, I, I mean Clay I think Clay Thompson's just as good or a better defender and Draymond Green. So it's hard for me to sit there and say you move to a team that gives you so much more opportunity to be good at defense. So now you should be defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. That's uh I just think that's a tough situation. I think that's why LeBron never won one on Miami. He went from a shit team to a really good team. I feel like obviously now your defense is gonna take a spike, right? But mm-hmm. It's hard to to do it. I, I, I like players that have done it their whole
1: career, regardless of
2: their situation.
1: Right? I, yeah, fair enough. I, I just I, I I'm not disagreeing with you on that. That's why he hasn't won one. But uh, my whole point is, I feel like we criticize him too much for things.
2: Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I think he gets more clips than everybody else. But that's what happens when you're great. You have greatness too, Right. But I mean,
1: we laugh at LeBron's clips, like the one the other day. When they ask him about, oh, what do you have to do to earn it? And he was, frankly, he was kind of rude to the lady asking the question. But that's okay, right? That was fine. We all laughed. Oh, look at LeBron! He's confident. He's it's so funny. If Kevin Durant did that, like, why is he so salty?
2: I think you're not catching the difference again. What LeBron? If LeBron said, "I should get MVP," we'd be talking about the same conversations we're having about with, with as we did with Kevin Durant right now. But the difference is LeBron says something like. I really don't care about getting the respect while Katie says, why aren't people giving me more awards? Do you see like, that's like me saying, I see the difference. That's like right. me saying, George, like I, why am I not getting more likes on my Instagram than you? No, and no, then absolutely. you, or you being like, it's okay. I don't care who gets more likes. And it's like, what, which ones, which one would you rather hear someone say? It?
1: Well, I mean, the, if the tone LeBron was talking to that lady, when she asked the question, that was rude. Right that's okay though. Like in general, we pick on Kevin Durant. That's all we're doing is picking on Kevin Durant. We continue to pick on Kevin Durant is my point. And I have no problem with uh, I have no problem with um, what LeBron said. I don't, I mean, I thought it was, I kind of found it and it was funny. I have no problem with what Kevin Durant said, but I find it interesting that we treat them differently now, like we used to treat LeBron. Like oh, we this. do, we do treat them differently. Like, we used to treat LeBron James about when he was in Miami, the hate the media used to give on LeBron James was ridiculous.
2: Yeah, but because I think LeBron was extremely unself aware at that time as well, and that's where I mean, whatever, like, it's I don't care if we treat them differently because every player, when you're not self aware, why do we treat Carmelo like shit because he has no self awareness, yeah, fair right. Enough. And, like, when Kevin Durant has no self awareness, we're going to, when he says stuff, we're going to be like, dude, you're not self aware. LeBron got so much hate in Miami because he was so unself aware. The stupidest thing in the history of the NBA might be the Miami, not one, not two, not three. Because, you know what? He had no self awareness that, first of all, this is dumb. You haven't earned shit until you actually win. And you look like an idiot in your jersey before the season yelling, not one, not two, not three. And you haven't done. Anything in your career, yeah, yet, yeah, right? Enough. And so we hated on LeBron got just as much hate as Kevin Durant does now during that time because he had no self awareness and he was saying stupid shit. And I feel like Kevin Durant's kinda doing the same thing now. And they were about the same age. It was like the 28, 29, 30 when LeBron went to yeah, Miami. And this is KD's time. And here's what's probably gonna happen with KD. He's gonna do what LeBron did. He'll probably not finish his career at the Warriors. Right. He'll probably go back somewhere. He'll probably either go back to OKC or go to the Lakers or go to the Knicks. Right. And he'll probably learn that, oh, this is like, there's different feelings now, and people aren't hating as me as much when I'm not on the super duper team. Mm-hmm. Like when LeBron went back to Cleveland, it wasn't as super duper as Miami, right. and people started to chill out on him. And I think he became more comfortable in his own skin. I think that's what's going to happen with KD. And I think KD's going to have even a better turnaround than LeBron, though, mm-hmm. because he's actually open. Right. You know, where. I think he's openly just kind of not self-aware about stuff now, and I think one day he'll be openly really, like, secure.
1: That's a very uh, that's a very interesting way to look at it. I, it really is. Because I mean, LeBron I mean, did get this kind of hate before. Yes, and I thought it was ridiculous then, and I feel like it's ridiculous now for Kevin Durant. That's fair. I,
2: <laughs> I guess that's the difference. I don't find it ridiculous either time. You just think both of them are kind yes, of
1: Yes, absolutely. I think it's stupid. I don't think <laughs> it's stupid because <laughs> – It's like, crazy. No, because there's,
2: if you don't have self-awareness and you're famous and – People's jobs are to talk about you or ask you questions. And people are gonna talk about it. That Omar says, Sure, What do you say about Harden? is hate or criticism? It's hate. Yeah, <laughs> I that's I hate the on same Hardin. thing. That's like saying it's ridiculous that you hate on the It content. is ridiculous I
1: hate on Harden. and I know it is. Yeah, but
2: it's not when this is the point of media. It's the point of media is to talk about things. And if people have no self awareness and they don't have self awareness, what are we supposed to do about it, right? Yeah, it's good. Like true, it's their right? job to have self awareness,
1: not ours. I know, I know. But I mean at the end of the day, I have some I feel like it's ridiculous when we like just look up clips and I just don't like James Harden. So if we criticize Harden, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why it's fine to
2: criticize Kevin. Durant. That's no, that's very fair. Katie said Katie <laughs> should get more awards. He said anybody any good player can look good on a bad team. Well, here's the thing with what I'm saying to nobody and about yeah, about? nobody on bad teams is actually getting the awards really I mean, right. like Harden was MVP. You know what? If it was my vote, it'd probably be LeBron even a KD before Harden gets it. Mm-hmm. But I get the point. Harden was okay. on the best team in the NBA last you're year. You're not giving it so, to
1: the Orlando Magic's leading score, Yeah, and no, nobody ha- ever has. I mean, right.
2: Westbrook on the four seed was the worst seed for an M- right. MVP. I, so it's really rare to get those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Williams said, didn't LeBron win MVP with Miami and could have gotten the defensive award? He said, Le- LeBron MVP, yes, if you're going off career, but no MVP the last five years. Yeah, which is Come on, man. also. Yeah, it's also ridiculous. And this is where But the players choose this, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron could have stayed in Cleveland his whole career, even with a bad team, and decided, you know, I'm just going to rack up MVPs. Kevin Durant chose, I don't care about the MVPs. I'm going to get finals MVPs. And guess what's more important to Kevin Durant, probably? Finals. Finals MVP. So it's that's kind of just the, the truth. And to be honest, it is ridiculous that since, what, 2015? LeBron hasn't had an MVP since 2014, five years. Did he? get one
1: in Cleveland?
2: No. No, that's so weird. And Kevin Durant didn't hasn't like to me, the fact that it hasn't been a LeBron or a Warriors player in the last 5 years. No has. Well, no, since sorry, like including when Kevin Durant's on the Warriors. Okay. Like the two pretty much best teams in the NBA probably haven't had an MVP for the last 5 years. 2 years. 3 years.
1: 3. I mean cuz it was like Curry,
2: Westbrook, Harden, yeah, but the Curry was not with, without Durant.
1: Okay, yeah, but, I mean, they were the best team in the league. Kind of. 2016
2: was actually the Cleveland Cavaliers won the championship. True, but the year so, before that was four yes. years
1: ago, and it was yes, yes, Curry. Yes, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But Best that's, regular season team.
2: Yeah. Um, Let's see, where we got? Williamson, who got defensive play
1: year? you checked? Right? Who got it? Oh, no, I, didn't. I was checking defensive win shares, which was Andre Ingram, who played two games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good for him you should have a job he's like a 30 year old uh, defensive player of the year we just we, uh, we know it who it is wasn't Jason Gobert it? Gobert I I Goldberg?
2: Goldberg? Yeah, I think it might have been Gobert it was a big man which
1: it, which is every year and by the way it's, it's a stupid it, yeah like do you want to tell him my theory your theory I my theory it's my, which one
2: I don't know. What's your theory?
1: Oh, That there should be two be a defensive players. That's my theory, my friend. Oh, my God. I've been saying that. I've, for not, f- I've, been t- I've said this on the show like I've said this times. on the show 10 times, too. That's not true. Oh, my God. That's
2: my theory. That Sammy there stole be, my theory. That's not true at all. But, I mean, I've been saying this. You could ask <laughs> It me. was Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I've been saying this like since fucking high school. That, S- same here. Oh, of course. You say same here. Yeah, yeah I've been no, saying it I've been saying this since high school that literally there should be a big man award in a other. Like it's know, okay if it's two big men, I think, though. Do you think so? Yeah. Oh, I don't. If the two best players are big men, but at least if the, there's a good wing defender that deserves it, we don't have to say, oh, it's Dwight Howard, even though like Kevin Durant guarded every mm-hmm. one, two, three, and four while Dwight Howard stands in the paint.
1: Yeah, I think you should be like a perimeter defender and a big defender. Um, Rudy Gobert is only the, the second player from France to ever win the Defensive Player of the Year award. huh. Rudy Gobert is only the second player ever from France to win the Defense wow. Player of the Year award. Crazy fact. Yeah. You know his other? No. Joachim Noah.
2: Wow. No, no, no,
1: I'm too interested in it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's interesting is there's a lot of people from, uh, so all US, one Spain, Marcus France, and then African countries Nigeria, Nigeria, Zaire, Zaire, Congo, Congo. Wow. Which I, this is I also don't understand. Dikembe Mutombo's fir, first two awards says Zaire. This next two says De- Democratic Republic of Congo. The country probably changed. Well, that's probably what it is. So it's actually <laughs> Congo and Nigeria only.
2: Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you about this. I just <laughs> that's a that. lot. Of, that's a couple countries. Uh, William said. By the way, Harden was crying about MVP the year the year he kicked LeBron. MVP should not sit out games. That's where I was going. LeBron on Lakers will get it. Omar said, I agree. LeBron should win it with the Lakers. I can't see who else can win it. Um, He probably will now because he doesn't have a superstar team. right? Um, Unless he's not the same LeBron, which I totally expect him to
1: probably be, at least this year, the same LeBron. Yeah, I hope he is, especially in the Lakers jersey. I mean, he's – honestly, he – right? I mean, LeBron has to win a championship on the Lakers. Yeah, he will in the next four. But, years. but if he doesn't, that would really hurt his legacy. He'd be the first like Laker. I great think it not depends to. what happens with
2: the Warriors because I don't think. There's, there's going to be some weird historical shit if the Warriors all stay
1: together, including true. Kevin Durant. That's true. I mean, they might be the best. They might win nine championships in ten years.
2: Yeah, yeah. like if Durant stays. If Durant doesn't stay, we're talking about a different situation. Because I think if Durant goes anywhere, I think a LeBron team or a team with Durant can beat Steph Curry and Clay Thompson in their mid-30s. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, think Curry, I think
1: Curry, we've seen the best of Curry. Already, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, but we, we still might not have seen the best of Durant or LeBron right LeBron I know he's 33 but even like Jordan was good at 35 36
1: I feel like we've seen the best of LeBron but I don't Feel like there's going to be a dip. I think it's it's going to. Stay. What was the
2: best you've seen of LeBron?
1: Because for me, it was My, in Miami at me, 28. Me too. But then last year was a lot better than that. No, I think the Miami 28 LeBron was better than better, last year. was Better LeBron.
2: on every end. He averaged the most assists, the most rebounds. Same last
1: year. LeBron James even said himself he takes defensive plays off where he's jobs. Like yeah, and then he said this year
2: that he feels younger than he
1: does when he was in Miami. That's what he says. He obviously doesn't. Feel, I believe him. I don't. Because in Miami, he felt he had back problems, and he said he felt old, and that's a fact. He had back problems he in Miami. He played both ends of a floor. I, I, think the, I think what's going to be—you might have not seen the best offensive LeBron we've ever seen. But on both ends of a floor, we I think we've seen the best. The best was the Miami LeBron James.
2: Uh, I think he took plays off in Miami, actually, too. And that's well, my whole point of why Durant can't win defensive play of the year, and he needs to shut up about it. He's the third best defender on his team. And when you're on a team with other great defenders, you do not actually have to have as much defensive responsibility. That's very true. Clay Thompson— Andre Draymond Guy can both guard LeBron. If Durant was the only player on the team that could guard LeBron, I would say, holy shit, he's the whole reason that they can beat LeBron. Right. But we've seen the Warriors guard LeBron. Iguodala and Draymond and Clay, and Durant could all switch up on him, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful uh, thing for them. Absolutely. Uh, William said, Rudy in the paint blocking shots, but Katie playing everywhere with blocking shots. That's all That's why George thinks he should be a wing defender as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Omar says, "Which will he win first, an MVP or a ship?" Who, LeBron?
1: Oh, I LeBron. I okay, I was like Rudy Gobert. Ne- neither. <laughs> um, on the Lakers, the MVP is going to win an MVP of the league this year. Yeah, and he's
2: going to win a championship next year or the year after. Probably.
1: Yeah, I, I think the year after. I think it's gonna, not this year. Well, maybe the year, ne- maybe next year, depending what Kevin Durant does.
2: Yeah, or depending on what uh, what the Lakers do. I mean, true, might that's get also a true. Player in the offseason and be that within. What is Kuzma, what is Lonzo, what is Ingram going to be? And the, and t- especially in two years. Yeah, I they could all really be stars. You I, know.
1: I absolutely think they could. Like,
2: look how the Warriors turn. I'm not saying they're going to be as good as Curry and Thompson, but, like, what if they do become stars? Right. And I mean, what also, if, what if a,
1: Ingram and Kuzma become
2: Jimmy Butler and and uh, and another great player? Yeah, I was
1: trying to think of a guy. But, I mean, even if, look, look Curry and Thompson became the greatest shooting backcourt of all time, but I don't think ingram and kuzma can do that but if they can be you know 80 percent of good as good of shooters even 75 percent as good as shooters being as long as they are and and uh adding different things to their game yeah they might be very good with lebron james and win a championship
2: i agree uh Let's save our NCAA till tomorrow. Yeah, we'll open awesome the thinking. show with that five five There's like five or six good, really good NCAA games. We'll go through all the NFL games. Got a quick couple of topics for NBA left. All right, NBA to sell fourth quarters for one ninety nine on NBA League Pass. I saw that. Um, so good game happening by the fourth
1: quarter for one ninety nine. Um, I kind of like the idea. I do too. How many ga- How many teams are there in NBA? Thirty. Mm hmm. So thirty times eighty two. There's two thousand four hundred and sixty games in the NBA. How many mm-hmm. fourth quarters no, technically? Because they play each other. So probably half that. No, because if there's thirty teams, each one plays eighty-two games, it's two thousand four hundred and sixty games. Per team
2: but per team, but like that's not how many games there are, right? Because think about it. Lakers play another team. That's one game.
1: Think, think about it like this. There's eighty-two games in a season,
2: right? Each that's te- that's the amount of games teams will play in total, but that's not how many games there are.
1: There's eighty-two 82- each team plays 82 times, right? Yeah, against another team. But there's each team still plays 82 times.
2: Yeah, so you're talking about the total number of times the teams play. That's how many games there
1: are. Okay, do your math. 82 times 30 is 2,460 games. Okay. Yeah, that's how many games there are in an NBA season because each, each team plays 82 games and there's 30 teams. So Okay, so there's
2: 1,230 games during the regular how? season of the NBA. It's the fact. It's on the the internet because I'm trying to explain this to you. The teams play each other. Right. So if the Lakers play 82 games and this team play 82 games against each other, that's 82 games. That's not times two. That's not 164
1: You're games. right. You have to half it. Yeah, that's what I'm God, trying to explain to you. I'm an idiot. He's getting angry. He's like, no. I, just <laughs> so like, I, was, like, <laughs> I was trying to do my math. I was more concerned that's about So what was the number? 1230. Exactly what I said. Thank <laughs> you. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> 1230. <laughs> but I was, I was more concerned about like, all right, how many of those four? <laughs> there, you there you go. Omar uh, said, it takes two teams
2: to play one game. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
1: I'm an idiot. I wasn't concerned about that. It's, it's an hour into the show. It's a little tired. I'm trying to figure out something else. How many of those games do you think are actually good? Like a good fourth quarter. Good fourth quarter. I'm just trying to like. Thirty-three percent. Okay, let's times that by 0.33. That's 405 games that are probably good fourth quarters. If you wanted to watch every good fourth quarter, you multiply that by almost two dollars. It costs 800 bucks. NBA League pass is only 199 for the whole season. Go buy NBA League Pass.: <laughs> That's my point.
2: OK, so if we did it with your numbers, it would have been fucking 1,600 dollars Yeah. So maybe there's less than maybe they actually did this map themselves. Maybe it's like a hundred bucks to watch all the good fourth quarters of teams that matter. Yeah. Or they
1: know it's a little more so they think they can make a little more money. Or no, because I'm not
2: going to watch overtime of Grizzlies Kings in uh, game I 62. I might. No, not after the worst two teams in the NBA. I'd
1: pay ninety nine for that. I
2: know you wouldn't. So like, I'm just, you're making a, you're trying to make this point. So let me get to my point is that no, you wouldn't. <laughs> Um,
1: don't tell me what I want to watch I want to watch the Kings and Grizzlies
2: According to you, there's also 2,000 games in a season Because each team <laughs> plays themselves Like I was, try- I was trying so hard to explain I had to use the internet to prove myself Or you weren't going to listen at all
1: I, Well, yeah <laughs> no I like, you. I was, I, like nope. That's, that's I, I was more concerned about trying to get to this number than Well, you can't get to that number
2: if you don't have the right amount of games Still a big number uh, Kind of, because I, I think I gave too many Percentage of good games 33%. I think you did too,
1: 33% is a lot that's, of games That's too big Jimmy
2: Butler Jimmy Butler wanted to be traded to a bunch of bad teams, and now he wants to be traded to the Heat, and then there's all this who blah, 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 right? I and know. He's today, excited.
1: You remember Gabrielle Union married to Dwayne Wade? is like, oh, man, let me get to Miami. You know they're good friends, right? Yeah. All those like, I, comments I are I all jokes. Know, I
2: know. Uh, but the Timberwolves uh, asking Price is holding up trades, and looking like they're not trying to trade him unless they get a huge package. What's going to happen here? Because he's going to either hold out Mm -hmm. or they're just – I don't know what – because they're not going to get a big price when
1: he's a free agent next year. I want him to hold out, to be honest. That's what I want. I want to see a holdout. I've never seen an NBA holdout in my life. I want to see one.
2: Yeah, I do too. Yeah, that's all. That's That's all all I got to say too. I I think the best place for him, to be honest, though, is Miami Mm because it's in the east. I think it could be an interesting dynamic. Him with, with like Drogic and Hassan Whiteside and Justice Winslow. I think it'd actually be a very good defensive team I and agree. a good offensive team, a way better offensive team because he'd probably
1: be their best offensive player now. Yeah, he would actually. And so and did compete in the East. I mean, I mean, not they're not as good as the Celtics, but I think next year they can compete for a four seed or maybe even a three seed. Right? Who's, who's Toronto? Celtics, Sixers. Okay, yeah, yeah, for, they'd be with Jimmy Butler to probably be the fourth best team in the East. Yeah,
2: so I think it'd be interesting. Where would you want to see? Where are you rooting for him to get traded to?
1: Um, I don't know. Jimmy Butler's been rubbing me the long, wrong way, kind of annoying me. So what's Let's team? pretend
2: he didn't ignore you and just pure talent. Where would you want to see him?
1: Oh, the Lakers with LeBron James. Okay. But I mean, if, what... but just because he's bugging me, ignore me. Where's where's a place that's not very fun and not very Sacramento. Good? Sacramento would be good. Memphis. Ooh, Memphis. No, yeah. actually,
2: they actually be kind of good. Marcus, all, yeah, Mike Conley, be, and Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that'd be too good.
1: <laughs> too good. God damn it, the East. The Memphis, I was gonna Memphis? say Indiana, but like. The West yeah, but they're
2: good. Is, the West is so good. They I know. Marcus and Mike Conley is a bad team.
1: That, that, that's like one of the worst teams in the West. Yeah, that's awful. Okay, last
2: topic. Let's get to this. We'll talk about this way more during the season, but I just wanted to talk about the Celtics because the other day during media day, the, you know, all the teams were releasing pictures. The Warriors released their demonic picture of Boogie... <laughs> demonic. <laughs> the, scary. <laughs> Boogie, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant, which... I looked at it, looked like the all star starting lineup, and yeah. I was like, which huh. it basically is. I mean, not the start. four team. of the guys could be starters on an all star team uh, if they weren't all on the same fi- team. And all five guys are all stars. Look at yeah. like the all star team. Draymond won't be a starter, but like right. the other four could be, and three of them were this year starters. Yeah. Yeah. And Clay Thompson would be if he wasn't on the Warriors. True. Probably He's the best defender. But all of the five year. of them were all stars. Yeah. Um, then I saw this Celtics picture, and it got me thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Al Horford, who. Is the most underrated, underappreciated, at least, player in the NBA. And underrated. And underrated. Al Horford, and probably one of the smartest players in the NBA from what stories you hear about him. Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, and then two young studs who we really saw break out last year, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Off the bench. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: don't forget their bench. They
2: have Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier. They got some decent bigs.
1: This is... A really fucking good team
2: and the best coach in my opinion, second best coach in the NBA after. Dick I Popovich. think he's the best coach. I
1: think Popovich was, but you know now younger. I feel like maybe Stevens is a better coach today. I don't know. Give give Pop that team. They probably do the same at least. Yeah, true. <laughs> they're about they're two best coaches. In yeah, the I remember Pop
2: it. made the eight seed last year with
1: without Kawhi. That's a good point in the West. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking. We've seen so many rendi- renditions. Is that the right word? Renditions? Renditions of the Lakers and Celtics. And I think we're about to see the next one uh, soon where I think LeBron James is going to reach multiple NBA finals with the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. Multiple is in two or uh, more than two? Two is multiple. Okay. <laughs> um, And the Celtics are going to reach multiple NBA finals with this team. And Kyrie is going to, I believe, stay in Boston. I think they're going to have a great rivalry again. The Boston-LA thing is – like I don't know how it always ends up happening again, but I think it's going to end up happening again.
2: I do too. I think the Celtics are going to be great for about like six years. I think, like you said, I think we might see – might. Depends on what Kyrie does. Depends on what the Lakers are doing. Depends on everyone's health, of course. But we might see a situation like you're saying of the rivalry coming back to life, mm-hmm. where we might see in the next five years a Celtics championship against the Lakers and a Lakers championship against the Celtics, yep. and it's going to be amazing for basketball. And
0: somehow LeBron
1: and changed. the death of the Warriors. And somehow the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, eventually they have to die off. Yeah. I mean, every every movie and, if movie, they, don't, and we,
2: they might if they actually like never split up they could ruin the NBA for a solid two years
1: yeah but um lebron also is kind of his whole career has been going i mean in, first time in cleveland against the celtics goes to miami plays against the celtics from cleveland they had to go through the celtics he will go to la he's probably gonna have to play the celtics it's kind of weird that the celtics i feel like have followed lebron around his whole career
2: yeah but let's wait and let's Pump the brakes a little bit because if he does make finals, it could be against teams like the Philadelphia 70s. True. We, they could be, they but, could be better than the Celtics. And the Toronto Raptors, if Kawhi stays there, just knowing what they've done with their roster, whatever that I've never thought was that great, but the, however good they end up being, not having to play LeBron and replacing Kawhi with – DeMar DeRozan with Kawhi, they could be a team that makes a final. Absolutely. Um, that's all we got. We'll be back tomorrow for episode yes, four, 71. Um Omar said, "Pop lost all control of his team. This would be his last year, in my opinion. That, that era has ended, just like the Pats. Which would be kind of crazy if they both kind of just dwindle off these next two years. Ended yeah, those that'd be areas. weird. It would
1: kind of be fitting too for like that they ended together. Yeah, and started together. Basically, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, a are a little longer or a little later. Later, but I mean, uh, nearly the same amount of time. Yeah, the same. Yeah. Um, also, Sam, I forgot to tell you." Um, for those listening on the podcast or live, remember, if you need a math question, don't come to me. Seriously, though. No. Like, no, really. Like, just don't even think about it. That one was very simple, though. Yeah, but, you know, the simple math is really the hardest math. Yeah, that's what they all say.
2: I disagree. I think the simple math is the simplest math. Okay, episode 470 of That Being Said Podcast. Find us on social media at S O N T Sports. You can find us at SoundShop.com, SoundSports.com. You can also find our podcast at iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type in SoundSports. You can also go to MyBookie and use promo code S O N T. And you will get 100% deposit back on your first deposit, 100% cash back on your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use our promo code. Joshua Roddick says thumbs up. Thank you. I think that's for the Vikings, though, because I said who's going to win tonight. Final take. I'm choosing the Vikings, I decided. Oh, nice. Me too. We're going to be on that together, man. Let's go, Vikings. Um, Happy Wednesday. Thursday. Jesus. Happy Thursday. And we'll uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. And if you guys are listening on the podcast or watching live, don't forget, we'll also be on Sunday night after Sunday Night Football. Exactly. Um, Live here on Facebook and Twitter. And Periscope, yeah, and I do
1: want to say, I do want to make say one thing, and I I hate to say, but congratulations to Omar on the Houston Astros winning the division. As always, as always,
2: exactly. We'll be back tomorrow talking football. And Josh Verotic says, "Go Vikes!" Happy Thursday, Josh Verotic. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time,
1: 12 o'clock Central, one o'clock. Eastern. Eastern. There we go. Take, Take
2: care, care and uh, and what and
1: I think it would be like in London around. No, I'm just kidding.
2: Forget London. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, this
2: is Sports Radio. George, this is Sports <laughs> on Tap, and this is
1: Sports Radio. <laughs> Redefine.
0: plus sales tax and activation fee. $50 plus rate plan required. Not valid for numbers currently on T-Mobile Network or on Metro in past 90 days. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions. Restrictions may apply. Plans and costs for coverage may vary. Call Protect My Car for details. In these hard economic times, you've got to do whatever you can to save money. One of our biggest expenses can be our cars, especially when unexpected repair bills hit. Not anymore. If you do own a car, truck, or SUV made from $19.99 or higher, you could stop paying for car repairs. That's right. You might not have to pay a penny to have it repaired. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now to see if you qualify. You must have an automobile made from 1999 or higher, and all repairs Repairs for your engine, transmission, and much more can become a thing of the past. Dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone today and get your car protected before your next repair bill hits. That's right, total protection for your car and no more repair bills. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now to see if your car qualifies. That's star star 1149. Never pay for car repairs again. Just dial star star 1149 on your mobile phone now. Dial star star 1149.